How's it going out there? Welcome back to another episode of the Mary Makes Muscles podcast. I'm excited to be here back recording this podcast with you. And thank you so much for listening. I've heard from a few people who listened to my first one. And I'm so excited that so many people did. And I'm really surprised. And I'm also really appreciative. So I appreciate you all so much. And thank you for listening. I really give my all to all my content I put out there, whether it's on Instagram or TikTok or my emails and this podcast, I give my all to everything I do. I really want to deliver valuable information and I really want to stand out as someone who knows what they're doing and is willing to share with others and is willing to work really hard to get my message out there. So that's my goal in this podcast and in all the posts that I do. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I'm enjoying doing the podcast. This is my second one, but to me, it really feels like a really free and open space. Like I'm just sitting here in my living room, staring out my window and just talking. And I like that. Um, on Instagram and on TikTok, I can't always put out like my true feelings on things, mainly because there's such short form content. I could say something and it could get misunderstood and I can't explain it all in one post or in one caption. So that's why I enjoy being able to do this podcast because I can really talk more in depth and just be more of my true authentic self and share my true points of view on things. And I think the longer that I go doing this, the more I'll be able to do that, the more in-depth I'll be able to go, and the more you'll really get to know me and where I stand on fitness topics, topics and how much I want to help you in general. So I'm really enjoying doing the podcast, and I really appreciate you tuning in. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Today we're going to talk about flexible dieting. Um, today is Friday, April 1st. It's April Fool's Day when I'm recording this. Um, I've been really busy. I've been Tomorrow is my powerlifting meet, so... I'll be out of the house all day tomorrow, and usually I do a lot of work on Saturdays, so today, Friday, I'm really trying to make up for that and like go double time to get ready for the weekend so that I can still get as much done preparing for next week as possible, but excited for my powerlifting meet and happy I was able to make time to record this podcast today. Um, also, today starts my April Steps Challenge. I hope you are a part of it. For all my email subscribers, if you want in on it, send me an email and I'll get you all signed up for my emails and you can be part of the challenge. It's mary.makes.muscles at gmail.com. It's really just a way to stay accountable with your steps during the month of April. It's warmer out this month. You'll be able to get out and move more. So I want to give you that little bit of inspiration and accountability you need to make that happen. So that's what my challenge is for all my email subscribers this month. So I hope you want to be part of it. If you want to join up again, just send me that email and I'll get you signed up right away. Um, steps are really important to me. And honestly, it is hard for me to get them. I work full time. I go to the gym in the mornings, but I don't do cardio. I'm lifting. And then in the evenings, I have to do a lot of work. So I don't really have time to get out and do a lot of steps. But if you make it a priority, you will make it happen. And that's why this challenge will help me out. Um, I truly believe everything I say about steps being so important. They're important for proper recovery, for your mental health, and for your overall well-being. Um, so I'll be taking part in the challenge this month, too, and shooting for 5,000 steps a day. So if you want to be part of that, please just send me a message. Um, okay, so I've done a bit of an intro, intro here. Um, I'm ready to get into the topic. I do plan on making a sec, uh, podcast all about my powerlifting meet tomorrow. I'm going to bring a notebook with me, and I'm going to journal how I'm feeling throughout the day. 
and how I'm doing mentally and just kind of what the entire experience is like. And I want to say, uh, share that with you. Also, I'm in another meet in August. So I'm thinking that if I write down everything about this one, I'll really have more tools to help me perform in August in my meet. I didn't mean to be in two meets like so close to each other because honestly, the prep for this one has been really grueling um, physically. It was really hard for the 10 weeks leading up to it. And then the past week has been really tough mentally just thinking about it. But I signed up for the meet in August 1st. Like I, I signed up for that one initially. And then they opened registration for this one tomorrow, the one in April. So I was like, I jumped on that. And so that's how I ended up in two meets in four months time. It's not really ideal for recovery and periodization, but I'm going to make it work. And knowing me, I'll be ready to go in August again. You know, that's a good 16 week week break in between. So I'll do my best and we'll see what happens. Um, really looking forward to the one tomorrow, though, ready for it to get here. Probably by the time you listen, I'll be doing this or I'll be doing it or I'll have already done it and I'll be ready to tell you all about it. So thank you. Thank you again for listening. Okay, so now we're definitely through the intro and I'm ready to get into the topic today, which is flexible dieting. Let's get into it. Okay, flexible dieting. You've probably heard people say that they're a flexible dieter or that they want a flexible diet or that they do flexible diet, but it might not be really clear exactly what that is. So I want to define that today, but before I define it, I want to tell you what flexible dieting isn't, because there's a certain way that it's misrepresented in the world and on social media, so I want to clear that up. And what I mean is that flexible dieting isn't just eating whatever the hell you want, whenever you want. You might see people out there like a, a fitness coach or an influencer who say they flexible diet and they're posting pictures of their pizza and their margaritas and things they're having on a Friday night. And they're projecting to you that that's what they eat. Well, I guarantee you that that's not what they're eating all the time to look ripped and to look lean and to look super in shape. That's just that's not how it works. They just want you to think that so that they seem cool and they seem like someone you should follow because they have the answer to eating whatever you want and losing weight and still looking amazing. But that's just not how it works. And that's where flexible dieting gets misrepresented. They want you to think they're eating unhealthy junk food all the time and that somehow they have this secret. But I have to stop and say, I'm going to use the term junk food during this podcast. We all know what junk food is. Um, I've heard other coaches say things like there, there isn't any junk food and there isn't healthy food. But that's not true. That's bullshit. Of course there is. We know what junk food is. It's food you shouldn't be eating all the time. It's processed foods, foods that just generally aren't nutrient dense and aren't healthy for you. Now, in saying that, Junk food isn't bad, it's not off limits, but I'm going to use it as the term for foods that you generally shouldn't be eating most of the time, and healthy foods are generally the food you should be eating most of the time. So it's okay to have junk food from time to time, but it's not all we eat, and that's what this podcast is about, and that's what flexible dieting is. Um, another misconception I see about flexible dieting is that you can constantly be going off track, constantly be going off your plan, and still see results because you're flexible dieting and you're giving it a name. So that makes it okay. So what I mean is if like every Friday night you go out and you're like, well, I'm going to forget about my diet this weekend because I'm flexible dieting and I was good all week. That's not what flexible dieting is. And you're mistaken and you're not going to see results that way. 
What that is, that's just not sticking to your plan and that's not being consistent enough to see results and doing it in the name of flexible dieting. So I want to be really clear. Flexible dieting is not just eating whatever the hell you want all the time. And it's not just saying, forget about my diet whenever you feel like it. Awesome. So I've explained to you what flexible dieting isn't. So now let's talk about what it is. What it is, it's just eating healthy, nutrient-dense foods most of the time and then allowing some sweet treats and foods you love from time to time. That's all it is. You're incorporating some foods you enjoy, but you're not eating them all the time. You know they're not particularly good for you, but you're still working them into your diet because they're not inherently bad and just eating them from time to time is not going to throw you off track and it's not going to make you miss your goals. So what it is, it's not labeling any food bad or off limits. It's not restricting other foods. It's simply practicing moderation and practicing a good balance where you're eating healthy food most of the time. And some of the time you're working in foods you love, foods that are more junk foods. And something else I'll say is flexible dieting is a learned skill. You don't just start doing it. Like you don't wake up one day and say, okay, I'm a flexible dieter now. It takes a lot of freaking practice. Think of it like exercise or a workout. The first time you do a squat, your form will most likely need a lot of work. You keep doing squats for six months or for a year, and eventually you get really good at them. You'll start adding weight. You'll get more confident. You'll develop skills about doing your squat. You'll feel better about them. The same thing happens with flexible dieting. You have to practice it. And the way you practice flexible dieting is by tracking your food and learning a lot about food. And a lot of people don't want to track their food, but to become a flexible dieter, you have to really educate yourself about portion sizes and about what your body, how your body reacts to certain foods and about macronutrients. So what it takes is tracking your food for a period of time. You'll know what you need to eat to lose weight, how much you need to eat to maintain weight, and what makes you gain weight. And that's how you can flexible diet. You have to learn. You don't just start doing it. Take me for an example. I diligently tracked my food and my macronutrients, my calories for two years straight. And I'm finally in a place now where I'm 100% confident to not track my food anymore and still be able to reach my goals. I can look at a pile of potatoes or at a piece of cake and I can know pretty much exactly how many calories are in it. I can even really closely guesstimate the carbs and the fats and things like that. So I can do this with a lot of other foods too. But it took me two years to get there and it took a hell of a lot of practice. And just like any other skill, you have to practice it. If you're a professional, you probably went to school, you probably started at an entry level in your job and had to work your way up. It's the same thing for flexible dieting. You have to start somewhere and you have to get better at it. You're not just going to become a skilled flexible dieter overnight. It's a learned skill. You don't just start doing it. Now, I said that I tracked for two years straight. You don't have to track for that long. I have really, really specific performance goals related to my nutrition. Also, I'm a coach, so I wanted to develop A-plus skills on how to track so that I could teach those skills to my clients and other people. The average person won't need to track for two years straight necessarily, but you definitely need to do it for a pretty long period of time in order to get really, really good at it. The more you practice it, the better you'll be, just like anything else, because flexible dieting isn't easy. There's not an easy way to develop the skill. There's not an easy way out. It really takes time and practice, and 
part of what happens during the time you're practicing is you start to develop habits and habits like let's say eating protein with every meal eating two pieces of fruit a day eating vegetables with every meal you still have to do those things when you flexible diet and during that period of practice period of tracking you're developing those habits so that when you stop doing it and become a flexible dieter you have the healthy habits in place those habits are just ingrained with you in you and that's why you're able to be a flexible dieter because you develop the skills. It's kind of like, let's say you went to school for two years and no one ever gave you a grade. All you had to do was just show up at school and you never had any feedback or any accountability. You probably wouldn't work that hard. You probably would just show up and do whatever and not learn very much. Well, the same goes for eating. When you track your food, you're monitoring yourself, you're giving yourself a grade, you're giving yourself guidelines, you're giving yourself goals to reach every day. And if you do it well, eventually you become really good at it and you graduate and you don't have to go to school anymore. It's kind of the same thing with tracking your calories. If you do it long enough, you won't need to anymore and you're then a skilled professional at it. And if you wanna be really, really good at it, you track your food intake for longer, you go to school for longer, you do things like eat protein with every meal, just like if you wanted to graduate top of your class, you would study more than other people, and you might even do some extra credit. The same applies for flexible dieting. Just the more work you put into it, the better you'll be at it, just like anything else. And the longer you do it for, the higher of a degree you get. So it really, really, I can't say this enough. I'm going to keep talking about it. It's a skill you have to develop. You'll get better at it the longer you track, and you'll be a more skilled, flexible dieter the more work you put into it, just like anything else. So um, I, I keep saying this about developing the skills because there are so many people out there who don't want to track the food and really don't want to put the work into it. But if you want to learn to be a flexible dieter, you really do have to put the work in. There's no way of getting around it. There's no easy way out. There's no shortcut. You have to spend a period of your life tracking food. You won't be tracking food forever. No one wants to track food forever. I'm not tracking food anymore and it feels great. And it shouldn't be forever because it won't need to be. If you learn, you will learn eventually to not have to do it. And then for the rest of your life, you'll have food freedom. You won't have to track your food. And that's actually what you're doing forever for the rest of your life. So six months, a year, 18 months, that's not forever. That's you putting the work in so that for the rest of your life, for forever, you don't have to track your food and you can become a flexible dieter. So you, you can't skip the process. So you have to work the process and get to the point where you know enough about food to not have to track anymore and to be confident in your food choices and to truly practice flexible dieting. That's how you do it. There's also a conception that when you're a flexible dieter, you can eat whatever you want and still lose weight. And I'm going to talk about that for a second. I want to say a few things to support that because like I put something on my Instagram story a few weeks ago and it was basically, or last week or something, it was basically a poll and it said, if you could have any of these wishes come true, which one would it be? And like 75% of the people picked the option, I want to be able to eat whatever I want and still lose weight. And I want to tell you that if you become a flexible dieter, you can actually do that. But it's not for the reason you think. 
Because if you practice tracking your food and you truly educate yourself on proper food intake, portion sizes, nutrient density, and if you develop the habits that it takes to reach your goals, what you want, eating whatever you want, will change drastically. When you develop the habit of eating protein with every meal or eating fruits and veggies and um, drinking water, those, those habits change. You develop habits that define you and the food that is whatever you want is also going to change. You're not going to want as much junk food because it's not what your body's used to. Your habits define you. So your body is going to start to want healthy food. As a flexible dieter, I eat whatever I want because what I want for the most part is healthy food. It's really rare that I have a cupcake or chips or cookies because they're just not what I want. And educating myself on food and tracking my calories is what got me to this place. It really takes the food's power away. You don't feel guilty eating them, but they're also not as exciting. There's not as much wow that goes into them because you learn that it's really just food. It's all just food. You don't go around craving this and craving that because you can't have it. So that's part of what comes with flexible dieting is you really can eat whatever you want, but because you've established such healthy habits, you don't want the same foods and that's where it changes. So I feel like as a flexible dieter, I do eat whatever I want, but most of the time what I want is healthy food because that's what it takes to to get to this place. Like for example, if I go to a friend's or a family member's house for dinner and they're, they have dessert out, I always have a piece of dessert. I enjoy it. It tastes really good, but that's it. I just move on after that and get back to my normal habits. And that's what happens when you become a flexible dieter. You can just have dessert, move on with your day, go back to your consistent habits. And consistency is what builds results and what build a foundation to be successful. So keep that in mind. Part of what you're doing when you develop those skills to become a flexible dieter is you're actually changing your habits and you're changing what you view as whatever you want. You're changing what you want. So now I want to talk about like implementing flexible dieting into your life and what it is that flexible dieters actually do. You've probably heard of the 80-20 rule, um, the 80-20 rule or the 90-10 rule. They're both the same thing, just different ratios. I'll use 80-20 as an example. Um, and what that means is that 80% of your foods are healthy food and the other 20 are more like of the junk food variety. So you're able to eat healthy most of the time, and then 20% of the um, food you eat is from more junk food type things like desserts and sweets and maybe some alcohol if you drink. But one thing I have to say about the 80-20 rule that I think some people try to like skate by and make their own little rule is that 80% of the time isn't time. 80% is 80% of the food you eat. 20% is 20% of the food you eat. So it doesn't mean that 20% of your week, as far as time goes, is spent eating whatever the hell you want. Because in that 20% of the time, you could easily end up making that 20% of the time 50% of what you eat because you go so crazy in that 20% of the time. So it means your total food, not the total time you spend living and breathing and eating. Because like I said, you can do some pretty good damage in that 20% of the time if that's how you looked at it. So I'm not saying that 20% of your week is spent eating whatever the hell you want and flying off the handles and just, you know, 
going crazy and really, really overeating because that can really backfire. So keep in mind that it's 20% of your overall food intake. It's not 20% of the time you spend eating. Um, Another thing that a flexible dieter does is they plan. They look ahead at their week and they decide when they're going to work in less healthy foods and what days they'll end up eating more calories than other days and they plan accordingly. Just like if you were trying to lose weight, you have to plan. In order to maintain weight, you have to look ahead and you have to plan also. So if you know that on a Saturday afternoon, you're going to be out running errands and running around, a good way to plan is to make sure you eat something. Eat a high protein, high veggie, high fruit meal before you leave the house and then bring some water with you bring a soft cooler put a few healthy snacks in it so you're not tempted to you know just pick up whatever at the store or stop and get fast food that comes down to planning so a flexible dieter does just as much planning as someone if they were trying to lose weight Um, when you maintain weight really not that much changes from when you were um, losing it except you eat a little more like i spent a year in a calorie deficit losing weight And when I went into maintenance and into a surplus, all that changed was my portion sizes. It's not like all of a sudden I was like, yeah, I get to eat a bag of chips every day. Like that's just not how it works. So the way you lose weight is the same way that you have to maintain it. So for, and if you're going out at night, let's say you're going out to a friend's house for dinner, that would take planning. That would mean maybe earlier that day, all you're going to have is a salad with some protein in it and some Greek yogurt and a couple pieces of fruit to keep your calories a little lower so that when you go out, you can eat a little more and do your 20% during that time. So it really comes down to having a plan. No matter what your goals are, if you're trying to lose weight right now, after you lose the weight, you're still going to have to have a plan. So comes down to practicing, practicing having a plan so that moving forward the rest of your life, you can be a flexible dieter. And one final thing, flexible dieters don't focus on eating clean all the time. And that comes down to not labeling certain foods good and bad. You shouldn't feel bad if you eat a cheeseburger because it's not a salad. If a cheeseburger fits into your calories, you'll still see the results and you're doing a good job and there's nothing inherently wrong with having a cheeseburger. A salad has calories in it too, just like a cheeseburger does. So getting rid of the clean eating title, getting rid of labeling foods good and bad, that makes flexible dieting a lot easier and it makes you have a much more under, uh, better understanding of what it is. So as soon as you stop focusing on eating clean all the time, you'll be able to improve your flexible dieting practice. You'll be able to eat a cheeseburger and realize that you just stayed on your plan and you'll be able to keep going. And that's how you build consistency. And consistency is how you see the results you want and eventually become skilled at this flexible dieting thing. So I hope this helped you understand what flexible dieting is, what it isn't, and how to become a flexible dieter. What it is, is it's incorporating foods you love into your diet from time to time in moderation but eating healthy foods most of the time. It's not just eating whatever the hell you want mindlessly, and it's definitely not deciding to ignore your plan every weekend in the name of being a flexible dieter. It's a skill that has to be developed over time by practicing tracking your food and by implementing healthy habits. So if you have any questions about healthy or about flexible dieting, send me an email at mary.makes.muscles at gmail.com. I'm here and I'm happy to help you out. I'll always talk to you about your goals. I'll help you out in any way that I can. 
So don't feel shy about sending me an email. And again, if you want in on my steps challenge for the month of April, it'll be a lot of fun in my emails and we'll be having some fun over on Instagram too. Thank you once again for listening today and give my podcast a follow. There'll be more to come. I'm looking forward to talking about my meat and I'm really hoping it goes well. Please wish me the best. Keep me in your thoughts um, and let me know if you listen to this podcast and what you think and have a great day. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks again. Have a good one.